everybody, back to the Venture Podcast. I am Travis. I'm Shanna. And today we're going to talk about closing slash finalizing the sale. Uh, so this topic was kind of thrown at random by Swaby. Just now. Yeah, just now by Swaby, <laughs> and I guess we'll dive deep to that. So what does that mean, finalizing the sale? Or do we really even give it a lot of thought in terms of the whole process on the business side of things? And no matter what industry or what uh thing that you're doing in terms of what is that process of what are you doing to close or finalize the sale Mm -hmm. so at a broad stroke of it you've met an individual or a client they're interested in your product or your service uh and then you know they're willing to pull the trigger on the product and service and then you get the money in your hand slash bank account right right very 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 broad stroke but what are the mechanics that kind of go into that detail of finalizing the sale? I could, if I had to zoom in from a, the freelance designer perspective, there's a lot of different things, right? It doesn't mm-hmm. happen as quick and as fast as possible sometimes. Mm-hmm. You got to go through a couple loops and steps. Yeah. Uh, and being here locally has its own challenges depending on how you get paid in terms of if you get paid by a check or if you get a direct deposit. Right. Um, or you know you they come to you face to face and face there's a lot of different components so finalizing the sale goes hand in hand with making sure everything is what every the expectation of what this money is for what the sale is for is clear cut yes right so like prior to that scope of work and that details and that and that thing okay okay if i am getting okay if we agree i give you a proposal right this is what i say i'm going to do this is and this is based off of what you said you needed or you wanted right from this particular thing right um we write up the the details right you agree i sign you sign check get cut whether that might be full price or 50 percent deposit now you go run and do the thing that you said you were going to do right right boom is there any is in, there a, perfect world, yes. in a perfect world yeah a perfect world yeah it rarely happens that way yes. and, I, and i and i know we we always come to, uh, especially from the the freelance side of things and from the independent designer side of things but i definitely want to dive into the product side of things yes, because sure. it's less is, is way more transparent in terms of uh well not transparent per se there's a lot more invisible pieces like if you're buying a product there's not a lot of talking going from mm-hmm. like ordering off of a menu just paying what it is and you mm-hmm. get it you have mm-hmm. some internal expectations mm-hmm. whether that let's say if your food and beverage you expect it to taste a particular way mm-hmm. um if it tastes how you think it tastes mm-hmm. bare lime and you don't say anything if it tastes awesome great you might come back and buy a, another thing if it tastes horrible or if it doesn't ex- uh, uh, meet your expectations. Then that's when it gets like, oh, I feel robbed or I feel like I didn't and pay for. And you can for. take to social media and right and just write know. a review and do what you need to do and and ruin somebody's life or some some company's life. Mm-hmm. So we'll get to that, but let's <laughs> zoom in from the 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 freelance side of things. Right. Um, but how has it been for you in terms of like, okay, you're ready to kick off a project, like, and you get paid? What, uh, what is that? Or what is that? What is that pre-finalization stage? Do you go pick up the check? Do they do a direct deposit? Like, how is that uh, process for you? I would even say before that, right? Because if someone comes to you 
Are they coming to you with a frame of reference? Are you a referral? Um, do they know you? Are you a stranger? And you have to hard sell? Mm. It really, really depends. Um, for me, I'll be quite honest, I rarely work with people who I don't know who have not referred me. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to do the hard sell. And I actually promise myself that in... Oh, you don't think you don't have to. Well, I mean, there's... Well, a lot there's of the hard selling. sell is pre... Okay, yeah. But the selling comes from the standpoint of I've already been recommended. This is the person who can do what you want to do according to what you say you want to do. And so for me, it is just showing them, okay, this is my understanding. This is my expertise. This is how I can implement. Versus... Um, I have to hard sell my background. Mm. Um, I have to hard sell the skills. I got to throw out all my credentials. I have to, you know, I I don't have to do all that. And Mm. I promised myself that I would do way less of that at the end of 2018. Mm. Just, you know. Now, Mm. that being said, for me, I have implemented contracts. I've implemented office hours or just some standard, this is the expectation this is when it's going to be delivered. This is how long this takes. These are the times that you can contact me. I will get back to you in X amount of, of hours or whatever the case kind may be. Kind of your service level agreement or your, your terms yes. and conditions and your... Yes. Yeah, yeah. Now... Very interesting. Okay, perfect. Yes. I have mm-hmm. another frame of reference. So we both... Are, I send it to them. They look over it. They can ask me any questions. I can set up another phone call or meeting if they want to go over it. Um... And then we sign. Once the signing happens, I do not start work until I get a deposit. Mm. Now, sometimes that may happen together. Mm. Sometimes it may be they sign and then they get the money, the deposit to me later, Mm. like a day or two, however. Um, I do not start work. I have learned the hard way not to start work before I have that money in my bank account or in my hand. Mm. I will go and pick up a check, but it's not going to be for $70. Mm. I pick up a check for $500, $1,000, however much. If it's smaller than that, Mm. you could do a direct transfer yourself, Mm. or you could give me cash. We can meet up. I'm not driving across town for X amount of money. That's just, that's my thing. Mm. Um, So, yeah. Vibes. It's kind of different for me. It's case by case basis, but I think that case by case is aligned by who, what clients I get from referral. Yes. And then like brand new clients who don't know anything about it, but maybe high level view. Mm-hmm. Oh, who do you say is one of the top people in in your frame of mind that you would go to and be on that list? Not really like a referral, referral. Okay. In terms of like, hey, I work with this guy. Very yeah. good guy. Yeah. Uh, trust me. Get a lot of. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, a lot of my business is referrals as well too. Yeah. Um, but every now and again, it's like a brand new person who's never met me before. Right. And then you kind of have to go through that. Yes. Spiel of yes. you know why first and foremost before mm-hmm. actually finalizing it. So it's a right. lot more steps in place. Yeah. Um, a lot more goodwill you have to build along mm-hmm. that time in terms of that mm-hmm. trust, in terms of that relationship that you yeah. are starting to to forge. Yeah. Um, so yeah, all those things got to get ironed up before then. Again, some red flags still pass the mark after the mm-hmm. the, the the finalization of the sale, mm-hmm. but um, it's important to kind of kind of establish that. Now, one thing that popped in my mind, interesting enough, as you started this, 
in terms of terms and conditions and uses, right? Which I have not thought about before this particular point, but in relation to the same work I do. So a lot of the e-commerce related side of the work things, mm -hmm. you have one of the requirements in any e-commerce site, especially if you tie to a gateway talking to a bank, right. is that they have privacy policy and a terms and conditions policy. Mm -hmm. Now, by a show of hands, right? <laughs> Who really reads these things? Like until you really have to, like something yeah. screwed, you got double paid, or yeah. you want a refund and stuff like that. You yeah. don't really read those things until they're necessarily there, but mm -hmm. they are there. They're there. Um, and I think the human, the more human side of that is to talk about these service level agreements to know, okay, this is this is how I work. These are the expectations that work. But um, yeah. but even either or for the privacy policy in the the service level agreement. It's important to have, but strangely enough, it isn't like the super forefront of the of the business deal unless you really need to. Unless unless you, the business, have the full responsibility to making it a hundred percent clear mm -hmm. forefront of your process before you go any further, right? I think a lot of most I would I would venture to say the majority of people have these hopefully have these have these written in contracts and agreements, but they kind of blow past it. Same thing with you downloading a software or adding a plugin that and that window read, pop though. up that you never yeah. read. But I just it is agree there. To it automatically. Yeah, but it is there. It is, it is there. there. Um yes. and I think because of the nature of business being relationships in general, it's yeah. it's very important to kind of know that. At least your process knows that by the back end and that's commu that's communicated. Um but how does this tie back into the finalizing of, of the sale, right? And I think on the super high level side of things, yeah, you worried about maintaining the relationship currently, mm -hmm. but I think it is possibly more important for the longevity of the business that you maintain these systems and processes in terms of finalizing the sale, right? right. So let's say you do one deal, you finalize it, boom, but for some reason, one way or the next, whether it might be your fault or the client's fault, the business goes sour, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. How, can you learn from that, one? And two, could you take that lesson and make sure it doesn't happen again? And this is why right. I have implemented mm. um, service level agreements. Mm -hmm. But it um, always evolves. It's something that always... It evolves. I did not start out that way. Mm. Um, however, I wish I had, even if it's just a one-pager mm. with basic expectations because... If you don't have things in black and white, and yes, a conversation is great, but it's it can be a he said, she said at the end of the day. Mm. When you have things in black and white, my standpoint, and I explain it to clients, is that protects you and me. Mm. We could always refer back to that. Um, when you don't put something there to say, this is the scope of what I do, this is what I don't do, unfortunately, sometimes people will will they'll take assume inch, they'll, that because yeah. you didn't say you don't do it, that right. you do do it. Right, and they'll take it and into this. And that's just one example. Correct, correct, yeah. correct. Um, and probably thinking about it now is more, uh, if you are this individual, is more the responsibility on you to put that in the forefront. Like, and it's this weird balance because especially if you are an, either a new business Mm -hmm. Or a business that will, uh, that I mean, all businesses should, but you are super anx uh, anxious about your cash flow. Sometimes you want to 
blow past a lot of the important steps in order to get that cash yeah uh versus okay not taking this cash no matter where the situation is Mm -hmm. until everything is understood Mm -hmm. and you agree on this page right and again you don't it's kind of like hindsight is 2020 when Mm -hmm. you first start out you don't think about it you Mm kind of air about it Mm -hmm. but it's like oh contracts Mm -hmm. are scary or so much work so you kind of blow past it but now you but as you go on you learn the importance of it. I think you build a contract, but I still think there's a gap in between making sure everybody is on the same page. Because again, even right. even in recent projects that we worked on as well too, mm-hmm. um, before we closed, we, we made sure, and there's still a lot of things that we have to, yeah. to, to iron, I mean, make sure we bring back to the forefront per mm-hmm. se, mm-hmm. but there were steps that we said, okay, wait, let's do this again before mm-hmm. we suggest this point or mm-hmm. we go to this step. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of us being meticulous. I mean, and yeah. I think because this is kind of the the yeah. type of first project that we've ever done like that. Yeah. That, and, and we had nothing that exists kind of in on. a comprehensive yeah. format like that yeah. in order to do it on the line. But yeah. this is probably like a nudge from the universe, God, yeah. saying hey, make sure this is an important process, especially as you go to this stage, because any room for error could yeah. screw you over, basically, yeah. and the thing that you should possibly keep, like, it should keep you up at night to a degree. Right. But not necessarily worry about, because you learn and you grow and you develop right. the particular process. One thing I'll say, too, is when you're starting out, um, contracts can be scary. Depending on who you're dealing with, contracts can be scary. Mm. Um, so I literally just had this conversation with someone who has no, they, they take money and they deliver. Mm. There's no type of conversation. Mm. And so for me, uh, I said, listen, when you send an invoice beforehand or you don't send an invoice, but once you've accepted a deposit, when you send that receipt, you should put your terms at the bottom of the receipt, mm. that this is a 50% or however much deposit, mm. retainer, whatever, um, next, payment you this time um, put all your banking information just put relevant things that something is in black and white Mm. and then that is standard at the bottom of all of your receipts Mm. all of your invoices Um, I don't want people to think that every time you have to keep generating something new you create that one time and you use it Mm. you may customize it according to the situation but it has to evolve because you learn new things over time and you'd be like okay but a lot of people hate admin work right and that's just more work for them in their mind you do that once and you should be good until you decide that it's time for you to evolve again Mm. I actually was at at a workshop this blew my mind and I think this is a really good example in this situation. So it is a workshop for wedding, persons in the wedding and special event industry. And it was a floral workshop specifically. And so this lady, want, she was attending and she said, normally she ends up in situations where the client will give her this big lump sum of money, like here's $30,000, I want you to plan my wedding. Mm. And she takes it. Awesome. Anybody would get excited on that. It's like, dang. No. Yeah. I was horrified. You know mm. why? Because she has no discussion with them about what that $30,000 is supposed to cover. Mm. And so they could enter the situation thinking that they could invite 300 people. And that covers everything from the liquor, the rum, to the decorations, to the flowers, to the, the, um, the rentals the ceremony, the reception, the whatever. 
she could easily end up having to go in her pocket to make up for their expectations mm, that they end mm, up communicating towards mm, the end. Mm. Because there was no conversation about what this $30,000 covers. Mm. So in their mind, they have nothing else to do. Mm. They have nothing else to discuss. They have nothing to... That's like, for example, with you and websites, if someone says, here is 20 grand, mm. build me the best e-commerce website that you can build me cool and that is all the information they That's give it. you and you sitting there like they just want it done i don't even know what industry you in i don't know what your expectations are mm. i don't know what you sell i don't know anything and you walked away and so you allowed that expectation of whatever it is because you don't even know to happen because you didn't address it before you walked away mm. Mm. with the money mm -hmm. y'all don't do that please yeah and again, it's that fine. It's it's a fine line between good faith and overexerting yourself. It's a fine line between, you know, under promising and over delivering. Because again, too, especially where the danger in the business side of things get tied up with like being a creative, mm -hmm. you will be like, okay, I'll go the extra mile, whether that is on my dime or the client's dime. To make this really exert yourself. And if you get into the habit of that, not necessarily saying, okay, that's a good strategy or isn't a good strategy mm -hmm. for you, mm -hmm. but it's just things that you cannot, you just cannot forecast that yeah. could happen. It's just a lot of variables in business that goes before finalizing that sale. Yeah. I, I, where and, and industries like this are completely different from like a product. Or a service. So let's say if you go to Starbucks, you get you order a coffee, and you get a coffee, right? Mm -hmm. It may be good if it isn't exactly how you wanted it or horrible. At least Starbucks, to a degree, the baristas will accommodate you and they'll make mm -hmm. you another cup. Mm -hmm. uh, not necessarily free of charge. It costs the company something, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but the the sale technically, to a degree, isn't finalized until you are satisfied. Mm -hmm. with the product that you got on mm -hmm. that line. And mm -hmm. it's just the nature of that product that you could do those things. Something more tangible right. with, uh, let's say, an iPhone mm -hmm. or like some type of cell phone. Once you pay for it, you, you get it. You, if you buy a warranty, which means if you buy the permission to kind of change or exchange it back, then it's all gravy. But if you don't have that, then it's kind of implicit that, well, luck, something, yeah, something wrong, know. luck fuck if you ain't particularly right. covered. And they kind of build in right. a particular way. Again, not not necessarily implied like this like the and that's the weird thing about the experience, the user experience of it as well too, right? Because I bet you Apple wouldn't as make as much money if this if their genius salesman stopped and read you the whole terms of use and sales policy right. during that sale. It, right. Apple is known for quick transactions, ease yeah. of paying transactions. But again, those terms of use of policies exist somewhere in the universe. They do. Right? And in some way, you have to seek them out, right? Right. Exactly. Yeah. And But it's just, they're invisible things implied that, okay, mm -hmm. this is how things operate. Right. Or I don't ever have a, or people are so familiar, and this is the, the, the I know I'm going on plenty of tangent, but this is the genius of design and branding, right? Because yeah. I guess some of those terms of use in sales are already implied in the brand because it is known as such a great brand that rarely gets anything wrong. 
to a degree. So it's some scary, scary things. There's some scary things but happening, again, though, scary invisible things. So let's go back to Starbucks, right? Yeah. When you enter a Starbucks establishment, you are already agreeing to certain things that you don't even know about per se. Right. You maybe could find it out if you go on the website and read their terms when it comes to what happens when you step into property and whatever else. Um, for example, let's say short of negligence, right? Like where there is a puddle of water on the floor and there's no wet sign. Mm. There is probably something that's stating we're not responsible for what happens to you on the property when you step into a Starbucks or when you come into the property. Right. Um, that's no different than... And then there are other things where things have to be explicitly stated. Like if you pull into their parking lot and you park your car, if something happens to your vehicle, that's not on them. Right. Um, like drinking. Rest or, yeah. yeah, like drink, you know, beverage is hot. Obviously, we should know it's hot, but mm. they've had instances where people have sued other companies. And so they will say, beverage is hot. That's to negate negligence, right? Mm. But you are agreeing to certain things every time you step on a product, on a property, every time you buy a product. Like you said, Apple is not going to discuss the terms of agreement. You already walked out of there with that phone, or mm. you ordered it online, it's appeared at your door, then you have to sign in electronically online to register it, for mm. example. Then you are accepting their terms once you already have the product. I think as service people, though, it's different. Mm. And it has to be different in certain ways. Number one being, we're not Apple, we're not McDonald's, we're not whatever. Mm. The expectation is different, especially if you are perceived as an individual then I think we just don't let things slide the way that we do with big corporations, mm, mm. in my opinion. Mm, mm. Yeah. It's very interesting because it's invisible, but it's there. Mm -hmm. And when you think about it, you get immediate anxiety of all the things, right? Mm -hmm. um, but there's something to be said about two things. One, being the type of business that, to a degree, builds a brand that has an audience that already has that baked-in expectation, as well as you, the business, if you if you are a service industry, picking and choosing your clientele, not really yes. working with everybody, like really yes. paying attention to if this is a relationship, who am I working with, mm -hmm. you know, is this a relationship that mm -hmm. both of, not only that both of us could benefit from mm -hmm. but let's say if human error does exist mm -hmm. there's some leeway in terms of yeah. correcting what it what is their reaction yeah what is their reaction mm -hmm. that you could kind of bounce back and kind of build rebuild that relationship in a worst case yeah. scenario yeah. Uh, as well as um, the semi-finalization of the sale that if you do mess up mm -hmm. right do you have mechanisms in place to correct the situation mm -hmm. i.e. If your coffee doesn't taste how it is, could I make you another cup of coffee off mm -hmm. the line? And maybe there's some economics in that in terms of, like, what mm -hmm. does that really cost? Mm -hmm. Like, it may, I mean, and this is just throwing out random figures, right? Yeah. A cup of coffee to Starbucks might cost 85 cents when it costs 5 cents to the individual, mm -hmm. right? So if the individual doesn't like that first cup, you don't lose five dollars, 
You okay. just have to do another 85 cents, yeah. right? Yeah. Now, if it happens four or five or six, seven times, then you get in the expense thing of mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this being um, mm-hmm. more trouble than it actually mm-hmm. was. But it doesn't cost anything to that individual, right? right? So you do what you do to make the client happy in order to finalize the sale, yeah. which if you don't, it could be way more expensive down the line because now they take that disappointed five dollars a coffee and now they're telling everybody yeah and then you lose thirty dollars yeah. from their close friends yeah and that line mm-hmm. um so there's a lot of i guess the, the biggest takeaway from that finalizing a sale there's a there's a very invisible area before it actually yeah. um takes place that you have to take consideration with yeah. and if you kind of if you kind of zoom past it or if you don't pay attention to the interactions that you have currently as you finalize the sale yeah there could be a lot of um uh, room for errors that you can improve over right. a period of time so backing up to when you said goodwill mm. right let's touch on really quickly how you can build up goodwill in the finalizing sale before the money has been exchanged before the agreement has happened mm. um so for example one of the things that i do whether it's a referral or a complete stranger in that initial consultation meeting, um, of which usually the next step is, yes, I want to work with you, I give value. So it is, okay, this is what I want my business to look like. This is, okay, so cool. Then that means you need to implement these things. And so I'll say, okay, well, you can implement this software and you can do this service. And why not consider doing this? Okay, so for them, I'm already showing, I'm giving information for free whether or not they they Mm. finalize with me. If they're taking notes, Mm. I already told them what to use. Mm. I already told them what they could do. Now, with my clients, though, the vast majority of them are not prepared to do it on themselves or to set it up for themselves, and that's where I come in. But I don't lose anything if I've already shared my knowledge and then they walk away Mm. and I get no money. And two to one, this is knowledge that you've already curated from previous... People experiences and, just and from clients my own, that you just yeah. have in your war chest mm-hmm. for you to do what you need to. So it doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily cost you anything at this point, no. or the or is the 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 cost of it is diminished so much yeah. that it is icing on the cake from Precisely. now, and that's kind of like baked in goodwill, like yeah. that knowledge that you learn, you kind of add on to it. Yeah. Uh, another word for it could be your expertise. Yes. To a degree. Yeah. Right? Some uh, some people also take the model of under-promising over-delivering. Mm-hmm. So only really giving a cap of what they give the clients. Right. Um, and then they have their own secret things that they put into that, yeah. to the final product. And then they're like, oh, wow, this is amazing. Yeah. All right? Um, and depending on if that's a returning customer or that's just a one-off thing, let's say like a wedding, if it's mm-hmm. hopefully... Not the the same wedding with the same individual where that expectation doesn't grow over time because yeah. there's only one yeah. transaction. But if you have yeah. one client with multiple transactions, that expectation may build over time in terms of you always be, being known to always deliver. Yeah. It's always deliver. And then that's where you kind of get back in that danger zone of when you do fall short yeah. or for whatever degree is like you yeah. might have had that client when it was that client and only two other clients, but now you're at a, a stage where you have more eight, 10, 12 yeah. other clients, and now you, a lot of things slip through the gap with that particular yeah. one, and then people get unhappy. Not yeah. only are that is the client may or may not be unhappy from what you know, mm-hmm. but you're not happy with yourself mm-hmm. because you know you could do better in that particular mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. sale. But again, that invisibility, those things yes. you cannot account for 
when you finalize a sale right. with that because new new variables are in place mm -hmm. even though it's the same mm -hmm. business and in the same plan. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. Yeah. Anything else to add to closing the sale? Um, yeah, only the takeaway of whether you're if you're a product or a service, to give a mind the gap. I guess mm -hmm. is the best way to do it. Mind that that gap in between where okay everybody's good to go and then you actually get in that check because there's some things that could trip you up yeah if you don't pay attention that's a reminder to ourselves too because it yeah. isn't something you obviously get to the forefront because a lot of things could be assumed mm -hmm. uh, and a lot of those assumptions um more than likely work over the best part especially if you've been in the industry for a while or been doing this for a while yeah definitely could trip you up if you're new and haven't thought about it and Excellent. could possibly trip you up as the business as the the activity scales yeah. as your business scales. Yeah. So it's something to always reconsider no matter what level that you fall into. Mm -hmm. That's it. All right. Well, my takeaway is don't let assumptions kill your business. Mm. That's it. Vibes. Vibes, vibes, vibes. Yeah, mine. Thank you very much for tuning in. As always, these episodes are recorded Adventure Coworking, number 17, Rosetta Street, where we are tool spaces and resources for entrepreneurs. Come on in. Let's jam. We uh, have office spaces available as well as general membership available. And if you are hearing this and it just gets published before uh, then, we have an anti-office Christmas party happening on December 13th. I think that's Friday. Um, come through. is the anti-office Christmas party. It's not your average office party, but it'll be good people you could vibe with and we'll have fun. And you could probably be, that'll be your pregame stop before you do more important things, I guess, for the, for the evening. But we're happy to have you and join us. As always, I am Travis. I'm Shanna. And thank you for tuning in.